This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil'alameen, nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa tabi'ina wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa ba'd. All praise is indeed due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him and all his companions and to bless every single one of us and our offspring, those to come up to the day of qiyamah. Ameen. Honored ulama, beloved brothers and sisters and dearest listeners, we are so fortunate to be from amongst the Muslimin. There was one man who accepted Islam and when he was asked, what is the driving force behind accepting Islam? He said something amazing that some of us probably have never ever thought about carefully. He says, the first time my heart told me that this is a correct religion is when I was watching the Salah in Makkatul Mukarramah. And he says, there were two million people all doing different things. And suddenly, a caller began to call in less than 60 seconds. Everybody was pin dropped silence. They knew where to stand. And the moment the Imam said, Allahu Akbar, everyone was as though they were already informed what to do. And in 60 seconds, there was dead silence. Two million people knew what to do. Subhanallah. Have we ever thought that this evening, for example, we would never guess how many people there are here, Pin drop silence when the Imam says Allahu Akbar, Subhanallah. No one knows who is behind them, no one knows how many in front and so on, on the sides and what is happening. That is the power of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine in 60 seconds, not even 60, it takes less than 60 seconds to call out the takbir. And in that time, everybody is silenced, everybody is in lines, everybody knows how to stand shoulder to shoulder. People are ready with their hands up facing the qibla. The imam says, Allahu Akbar, and everybody has commenced. Subhanallah. And then he says, and what I was baffled about is this does not happen once a day. Not twice a day, but five times a day. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness today. If we had to move two million people five times a day from point A to point B, nobody would be able to achieve that besides the miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is this deen. Subhanallah. So if we have to ponder over how we find ourselves in the right place at the right moments, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that gift to us. And may He use us always to be found at the right place at the right time. So the verses we read this evening are... Very powerful. If you notice, we took a little bit longer. There are shorter verses. So naturally, a greater number of verses, a greater number of stops. And the verses are also very tongue-twisting, if I can word it that way, for those who are not careful. And it's important for us to listen to every word of the Qur'an and to try and pronounce it clearly and to listen to it clearly because there is a reward not only for reading every word or every letter, should I say, but for listening to it as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. In Surah Al-Mulk, which is the first surah we read tonight, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this point. He says, 
الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا وهو العزيز الغفور It is Allah who created death and life in order to test you who from amongst you has better deeds. Notice he is talking of the quality of the deeds. So in the sharia, what is farad, we have to fulfill. What is an obligation, we have to fulfill. But it is the quality that will make us benefit from what we fulfilled, not the quantity thereafter. Which means, if there is something nafil or sunnah that we are engaging in without our hearts, right there, we are wasting our time. A person who reads salah, sunnah, I'm talking about a nafil salah, without even knowing what they're doing, what's the point of that salah? A person who completes so much Qur'an without even thinking for a moment what they're doing with no concentration whatsoever, a person who stands in salah to taraweeh, for example, listening, absolutely no concentration. What's the point of all that? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to improvise our acts of worship and to make them more acceptable by being sincere and by concentrating. The quality of the deed is far more important than anything else. And this quality is made up of two main, two main aspects. Firstly, Every deed must be done solely for the sake of Allah, the Creator. No act of worship is allowed to be rendered to anyone but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, every act of worship must be done according to the manner taught by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These two laws, we know them. Al-ikhlasu lillahi wal-mutaba'atu li-rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sincerity to Allah and following the path of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is why we made mention of a few days back, a person who wants to be very pious out of ignorance, saying that today I'm feeling holy, Allah protect us, and Allah grant us piety in its true sense. But if a person is ignorant of the method of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and thinks that I want to read five raka'at of salah for the farad of dhuhr, because I want to add one more for the sake of Allah. I'm very happy, I want to thank him. Will that salah be accepted from him? The answer is no, because he has not fulfilled the quality required, and that is to follow the example of the Prophet ﷺ. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us that goodness. There are many other verses also in Surah Al-Mulk, but we will be going through the other surahs as well. Obviously the idea is to take home a lesson and to create an impact upon us to the degree that we can change our lives. Remember, we do not have much left of the month of Ramadan. This is why tonight we will take our time here, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us acceptance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the qualities of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the next surah. They called him a madman. They called him a poet. They called him after women. They said he's after wealth. They said he's after power. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Nay, let us praise you. Our own messenger, Allah is praising His own messenger. Allah says, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُوقٍ عَظِيمٍ You, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, are on the highest level of character and conduct. Subhanallah. Your character, your conduct, your akhlaq is top, right at the top. Where are they calling you a magician? They're calling you a person who's after women, a person who's after wealth, a person who's after power, a person who's after this and that. Nay, your character and conduct is the best. 
When someone describes akhlaq as being azim, azim means great. Imagine great akhlaq described for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this is why we all need to try and get there. We will never be able to get there, but the mere fact that we want to get there, inshallah, we'll get somewhere there. They say when you aim at the sky, you might get to the clouds. But if you keep on aiming at, at just a meter above you, then you won't even get to the clouds. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us even a little bit of what He granted Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He had such beautiful character and conduct that Abdullah ibn Salam radiyallahu anhu, who was a Jewish rabbi, he says, I know from my books, and listen to this, I know from my books that we were waiting for a messenger in Yathrib, in Madinatul Munawwara, and I knew that he is going to come. And then when there was this big hype of a man who had come in, I decided through the crowd to tiptoe and to look at who they were all talking to and who they were speaking about and who was speaking. And he says, Wallahi, when I saw his face, I knew this is not the face of a liar. Subhanallah. So the akhlaq of an individual show even on their faces. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. And then he says, when I heard the first words and how beautifully he spoke, I knew that it was the Creator talking to me, telling me, this is your moment and I declared the shahada. What were the words? Very interestingly, the man narrating it is known as Abdullah ibn Salam. And he says, I heard the messenger as the first words I heard saying, Ayyuhannas, afshus salam, wa atu'imu ta'am, wa silu al-arham, wa sallu bil-layli wa nasu niyam, tadkhulu jannata rabbikum bi salam. He says, immediately I was a mu'min in my heart. I knew this man is speaking the truth. He says, oh people, Spread salam, salam meaning peace and the greeting and all that included. Do not spread war and feed the people, which means feed those who are needy as well as your relatives and the others who might not be needy. Feed food. Wasilul arham, maintain your family ties, go out of your way to mend broken relations. That's a statement, look how it rhymes. Wasallu bil and find yourselves in salah when everybody else is asleep. تَدْخُلُوا جَنَّةَ رَبِّكُمْ بِسَلَامٌ You will enter the paradise of your Rabb with great ease, with peace. So that is the ingredient. He says it was such a powerful statement and I knew that every portion of it was full of meaning. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the impact, the true impact of the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Here we have a non-Muslim telling us that when I heard the words, I was moved and I changed my life. We hear hadith after hadith, hadith after hadith. We hear verse after verse. We, it doesn't even move us. One of the reasons is we lack the quality. We lack the sincerity. We need to listen and we need to allow those words to have the impact in our hearts by opening our hearts for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness tonight. May He make us from those who can make the correct decisions, who can change our lives. As I said, the dying moments, in fact, we won't use the words used by others to say dying moments, but the most alive moments of Ramadan, we are in them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Imagine if the night of Al-Qadr, Laylatul Qadr, was in the beginning of Ramadan. What would happen? I think a lot of people would probably stop reading Taraweeh after the first ten nights. Imagine the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He kept it within His knowledge for a reason. If He didn't and if He gave it to us, 
we probably would have mo- mostly come to the masajid only on one night and then disperse. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand His gift upon us. If Ramadan was more than a month, we would lose respect of it. And this is why everything is, everything is sent down in its measure. Allah knows the prescription. He uses the term, kutiba alaykumus suyam. Fasting has been prescribed upon you. Prescription by a doctor, there's a fixed time, a fixed dose, and a manner of taking it. Subhanallah, the same applies to the month of Ramadan. If we want to achieve taqwa, there's a method of fasting. There is a time frame of fasting, how to fast, the do's and don'ts of fasting and so on. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all the true benefit of this month of Ramadan and to forgive us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the qualities of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in surah An-Nun. Then he says that those who did not used to make sajda when they were called to the prayer in this world, on the day of Qiyamah or in the Akhirah, when they are called to make a sujood to Allah, they won't be able to do it. Why? Allah says, وَقَدْ كَانُوا يُدْعَوْنَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ وَهُمْ سَالِمُونَ When there was nothing wrong with them, they were called and invited to make sajda, to prostrate, then they didn't want. Now when we are calling them, look, their backs are straight. Their backs are refusing them to go down because that is hypocrisy on that day. So we need to understand the day we will be called to make sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His presence, we will only be able to do that if we were from amongst those who engaged in salah and in sujood in our lives whilst we were able to do that. May Allah forgive our shortcomings. May He make us from those who engage in sajda. Take your time in sujood. أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ الْعَبْدُ لِرَبِّهِ وَهُوَ سَاجِدٌ the hadith says, the closest you could ever get to Allah is when you are in the condition of prostration. If you think for a moment what that posture is, what the position of sujood is, wallahi, it is hair-raising. Imagine putting your head on the ground for someone, we won't do it. But for the Creator, that's the only one we will put our head on the ground for. Imagine that position. Who are we doing it for? Have we ever thought of it whilst in sujood? Why am I doing this? I am doing it for the one who created me, who gave me these eyes and ears. This is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in sujood, he made a dua. سَجَدَ وَجْهِ لِلَّذِي خَلَقَهُ وَصَوَّرَهُ وَشَقَّ سَمْعَهُ وَبَصَرَهُ بِحَوْلِهِ وَقُوَّتِهِ He says, when he was in sujood, he made a dua. He says, my head is prostrate for the one who created it, for the one who gave it its eyes, for the one who gave it its hearing faculties with his power, his supreme power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a dua that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make in sujood for us to realize why we are there. Allahumma laka sajadtu. Oh Allah, it is only for you that I have come down in prostration. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us acceptance for whatever prostration we have engaged in. And may He increase or may He grant us increase in the quality of the prostration that we engage in on a daily basis. This is why it is prohibited for us to peck on the ground like a bird as though we are doing the Creator a favor. When yet, wallahi, we are doing ourselves a favor by going down into sujood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to take our time when it is in sujood and ruku'ah. Also, in the verses that I read, or that were read in Salatul Taraweeh this evening, was a verse right at the end, where Allah is describing the hypocrites, those who belied the message, and the day of Qiyamah, Allah says, 
وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمُ ارْكَعُوا لَا يَرْكَعُونَ وَإِلَيَّ يَوْمَئِذٍ لِلْمُكَذِّبِينَ destruction on this day to those who belied the day those who did not believe when they were called to bow down they refused to bow down how many of us hear the call of the caller and we've uttered this so many times and we hear it time and again the most powerful call hayya al falah come to success and we find ourselves walking in another direction may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us really may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us rush towards this call whenever it is called We are fortunate in our homes in these countries we can still hear the adhan there are other places where it is banned but still they are probably sometimes more regular with their salah than us we sometimes we hear the adhan and we let salah time pass in a manner that we've heard the next adhan and we haven't yet read that salah that went by may allah forgive our shortcomings so these are the verses that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inviting us towards salah via these are the verses and he tells us in the next surah surah al-haqqah which is speaking of the inevitable the end of time the day of qiyamah resurrection it's definitely coming and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how that day of qiyamah will be equivalent to 50000 years from what we count في يوم كان مقداره خمسين ألف سنة. The time of the day of قيامة, if we were to count it with today's time, is equivalent to fifty thousand years, just one day. And Allah says everything will sort itself out on that day. Judgment will take place between not only humankind but all the creatures of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. One narration says that even the goats, even the animals that were fighting, they will be brought forth and justice will be served between them before they are released forever. May Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala grant us all the consciousness of this day. Now in another place in the Quran we may have heard Allah says وَإِنَّ يَوْمًا عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ كَأَلْفِ سَنَةٍ مِمَّا تَعُدُّونَ Allah says, and one day with Allah is equivalent to 1,000 years from what you count. So some people think there is a contradiction here. One says 50,000, one says 1,000. The two verses are speaking about two totally different things. One is speaking about the day of judgment and the other is speaking of the days thereafter, the days in the akhirah and so on. So the day of judgment is 50,000 years equivalent and the other days are all equivalent to 1,000 years per day. So imagine if we were to meet may Allah grant us all entry into jannah together with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam may he make us all meet in paradise amen you know it is important for us to make this dua because whenever we gather for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning his name there are angels surrounding us making dua for us seeking forgiveness for us asking Allah to have mercy on us so when we make dua collectively like this as we are seated here asking Allah to forgive us there is a greater chance for us to be forgiven may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and it's important we make a dua whenever we have met each other solely for the pleasure of Allah when you get to know someone only via the deen you must know that that link is powerful 
Whenever you know a person, ask yourself, how do I know this person? If you know them solely because of Allah and His message and the deen, you should know that that link is blessed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen our bond. And then we make a dua, Ya Allah, in the same way you have gathered us here this evening, gather us in the akhirah in Jannah. Ameen. So if we were to meet, say, 200 billion years after we entered Jannah, and we were to ask each other, what time has passed? We would say, well, about 200 billion years. And how much is remaining? Time is a creature of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring it and destroy it. So time is irrelevant in the akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. We always speak about time. Time is a creature. Present tense, past tense, future tense to Allah is nothing. He created time, then He put us in what we know as present tense. This is why in the Quran, He uses the past tense to refer to the future. Subhanallah. Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, the power of Allah. In the Arabic language they say, لِلتَّحْقِيق, which means to confirm that it's as though it has happened already. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding of the power of this book, the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter, in this same surah, He makes mention of the mujrim, the criminal on that day. Today, mashallah, we love our family members, our children, our parents, our wives, and so on. And Allah says, the mujrim, the criminal on that day, listen to his condition. يَوَدُّ الْمُجْرِمُ لَوْ يَفْتَدِي مِنْ عَذَابِ يَوْمِئِذٍ بِبَنِيهِ The criminal will come with his own son, with his own child, say, Ya Allah, take him, but don't punish me. He will want, he will wish to do that. He will wish to give in compensation his own child, so that he is saved. وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَأَخِيهِ and his own wife, and his own brothers, and all those who are linked to him, he would want to give them, to say, Ya Allah, not me, you know, rather take these people, but me, I don't want. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Nay, kalla, that cannot happen. Never will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punish one, because of the crime of another. There is only one exception, and that is, when a person has taught people a crime, they continue getting a sin, for anyone who commits that crime thereafter until the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May He never make us from those who lay a bad example. And the opposite is correct, that when a person lays a good example, they continue getting a reward for it until the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist us, and may He grant us the acceptance, may He use us to serve this deen in every way, and may He accept it from us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam in Surah Nuh, a powerful surah. Surah named after a messenger who spent more than a thousand years living. 950 of them was in the field calling people towards goodness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Our messengers, they do not call out for destruction at the beginning. No, they wait. And this is the same with the awliyaullah, the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will always make dua for guidance of their enemies. They will give a charity on behalf of those who make their lives difficult. Say, Ya Allah, this is on behalf of that man who has wronged me. Subhanallah. Those are the friends of Allah. And the messengers never lose hope. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make dua for those who harmed him the most. Listen to one of those duas. He says, Allahumma a'izzal islama bi ahadil umarain. O oh Allah, grant strength to Islam through the acceptance of Islam of either Abu Jahl or Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted that dua 
in a short time, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu came declaring his shahada. That is also a story that will make us weep, wallahi. It will make us weep. So we need to make dua for those who harm us. We need to make dua for them, give charities on their behalf, do something good. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goodness. Nuh alayhi salam called his people, he prayed for them. Then 950 years later, he made a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, I have called my people. I told them everything. I have seen generations coming. Ya Allah, nobody's accepting. They're giving birth. I'm, I used to have hope that their children might become better, but their children are becoming even worse, Ya Allah. So he says, Inni da'awtuhum. He says, Ya Allah, I call them laylan wa naharan. I call them at night and daytime. I told them to seek forgiveness. And I told them what you told me, forgiveness would achieve for them. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instruct Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam to say to his people? He says, I told them, Istaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara. Seek the forgiveness of Allah for he is most forgiving. يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا As a result of your, your seeking forgiveness and Him forgiving you, He will send you rain from the skies. Some of the Mufassireen of today have spoken about how the whole economy is connected to rain and produce and what happens and so on. So Allah will improve your sustenance for you, grant you barakah in it solely by istighfar. By asking Allah's forgiveness daily. Ya Allah, forgive me. I have erred. Ya Allah, I am a criminal. I've done this wrong and that wrong. Ya Allah, forgive me. And so on. Allah says, I will improve your sustenance also. Sometimes people come and say, make dua, Allah open my doors. Wallahi, we need to ask Allah's forgiveness. He says, I will open the doors automatically. Subhanallah. وَيُمْدِدِكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ Straight. He says, Allah will grant you wealth. Straight. By engaging in istighfar. He will give you wealth. The word is used immediately or clearly. أَمْوَالٍ وَيُمْدِدِكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ And He will grant you offspring who will be the coolness of your eyes. وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا and He will grant you the gardens, the gardens, and He will grant you the rivers, obviously of Jannah. So in the dunya, as well as the akhirah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins and to make us from those who can constantly repent. And remember the quality of the repentance is what is of essence, not the quantity. So if we sit with a tasbih saying astaghfirullah a hundred times after every salah, without even knowing what we said, we wasted our time. But if we say astaghfirullah once with full conviction, believing what we've uttered, knowing what we've said, it is better than those tasbihat that we've read with no concentration at all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us concentration in our acts of worship. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the dua of Nuh. He says, Ya Allah, so I called them, I told them everything. Now I want you to destroy all of them, even their offspring, even the little ones. Ya Allah, they're becoming worse than their own parents. رَبِّ لَا تَذَرْ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ دَيَّارًا Oh Rabb, I don't want you to leave even one of them on this earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did he do? He answered the call of Noah. Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, may peace be upon him. He says, oh Nuh, we will destroy every single one of them. And you know what happened. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from flooding. And the floods... 
and may He protect us from the adverse weather conditions. The weather conditions on the globe are upside down. That is a sign of Qiyamah as well. When the desert becomes green and the areas which were green become desert, you should know Qiyamah is close. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us really the understanding of how fortunate we are to be told all these prophecies in the ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa the next surah is Surah Al-Jinn, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the story of the jinn. We spoke about a story of the jinn a few days back. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how those men who want to seek assistance of the jinn will actually be led further astray. وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ رِجَالٌ مِّنَ الْإِنسِ يَعُوذُونَ بِرِجَالٍ مِّنَ الْجِنِّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how there are men from amongst mankind, males who seek assistance to achieve whatever they want, whether they think it's good or bad, via the jinn. Allah says it does nothing for them besides increasing them in destruction. And they are led further astray. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. This is why those who engage in witchcraft, they are not Muslimin. They exit the fold of Islam immediately.